Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s inspired style and cutting edge performance technology with its sleek mid cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi piece upper construction delivers high energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. It's Championship Sunday at the 2022 BNP Paribas Open in Southern California. And only four stars remain. So who will prevail in tennis paradise? Today's final is the biggest moment in the tennis life of American Taylor Fritz. While Rafa Nadal looks to add another record to his resplendent resume. Maria Sakkari is playing for the biggest title of her career against major champion Iga Sviantek, with the winner rising to world number two. And our team has scoured through more than 250 matches, looking for the best points and hottest shots to bring you the best of the best. Those stories and much more on this desert edition of Tennis Channel Live. We have reached Championship Sunday in Tennis Paradise. Welcome to TC Live at the BNP Paribas Open, our one-hour pregame show to get you ready for first ball every day here in Indian Wells. And after two intense, emotional, and spectacular weeks of tennis, we are down to the final two on both sides. For the women, Iga Sviantek and Maria Sakkari meet for the second straight event with a rise to world number two on the line in addition to this prestigious title. And then Rafa Nadal puts his perfect season on the line against Taylor Fritz, the legend going for a record-tying 37th Masters Trophy, the hometown hero, his very first. Taylor Fritz has been dreaming about this moment his entire life, playing junior events at this very same site. He has achieved some of his biggest milestones in the desert and goes for more history today. As for Rafael Nadal, the three-time Indian Wells champ is off to the best start of his career. He's won 11 straight finals, will go for his 92nd career title, and add another line to his ridiculous resume. With that, we welcome you inside Stadium One. Say hello, the windows looking out on the glorious site in Tennis Paradise. It is our BNP Paribas Open Desk. Steve Weissman, happy to be back alongside Chanda Rubin and Paul Anacone. We have made it to Championship Sunday. And Chanda, we couldn't have asked for two better finals. Uh, it's incredible the way this tournament has shaped up and the matches we have had to get to this final have been incredible. I'm looking forward to today. Yeah, I mean, you think about the different drama that we've seen on both the men's and the women's draw. We've seen uh, old champions, newcomers, lots of ups and downs. And the most exciting thing for me, have you heard how loud the crowd has been? That's been great to hear. Now, the atmosphere has been sick. It feels like we're back to a sense of normalcy and looking forward to today. Those two matches behind us, Stadium One, it's going to be spectacular. Let's get you caught up on how we got here. Yesterday, the men's semifinal, starting with Taylor Fritz and Andre Rublev. Rublev came in on a 13-match winning 
streak, but Fritz was aggressive from the start, Jenna. Uh, Taylor Fritz came ready to play using every inch of his six foot four, six foot five frames. We'll give him six five. I mean, He's he, in the title match. He deserves that extra inch, but this was Rublev got upset a couple of times in that first set, and his body parts took all of the beating. First, the leg, we would see a little bit more later, but a lot of it had to do with the pressure that Fritz kept on Rublev, just gave him no openings, and even the opportunities Rublev had, he couldn't quite capitalize, and we'd see a little more frustration. He was Really, punching his racket, Steve? I mean, That's never a good thing. This was a bloodbath. <laughs> That's never good. And you just wonder for Rublev if that would help him settle into the match, would help calm him down. He did get into the second set, had some opportunities, but Fritz saving a couple of big break points in the second set. He just plays such clutch tennis. We've been seeing it over and over here at Indian Wells, and he pulled out some of his best stuff when he needed it. He was serving big. That's been a real weapon. He's gotten a lot of free points. And the last three points of the match, incredible get by Rublev, a gimme miss, and then Fritz capitalizing with some really solid returning. It was impressive stuff from the American. Yeah, these two born just eight days apart. Their history goes way back. But Fritz becoming the first American man to reach the finals in a decade, peaking at the right time. Uh, you know, today I definitely played my best match of the tournament so far. I was so much more aggressive from the uh, the ground and so much more solid with my ground strokes. So uh, I really just, uh, whereas other matches I was maybe playing a bit safer, I really uh, tried to kind of take it to him and impose my game today, and I, I did it well. So that that helped a lot. It's just it's just unreal, really. Like it it doesn't even seem real. So just trying to trying to take in the moment, regroup, and come back tomorrow for the finals. But yeah, it's just it's a dream come true. Oh, the desert has been an oasis for Taylor Fritz. Says the support of the fans here is better than anywhere in the world. Got his first top 10 win in the desert. First Masters quarterfinal, semifinal, and now final. He will be back to the American number one as well. Paul, uh, you were courtside as his coach. What were you most pleased with from Taylor's performance? A really just style of play. You know, he talked about he talked about trying to be aggressive, um, making sure that he was dictating play, and, and that was the game plan. Look, it's hard to do. Andre Rublev is a great player. He was on a huge streak of playing terrific tennis. But Taylor Fritz, look at this. That is how he started. Uh, the idea was to hit the ball big and to be aggressive. Couple of nice digs here, a little lunge volley. He did everything he was supposed to do. And always with a player like this in this kind of situation who hasn't been there a lot, the goal is to walk off the court and say, I played most of the points the way I wanted to play. And that's what he did. So if you lose, you hold your head up high, but you win or lose doing what you do best. And that's what Taylor Fritz did yesterday in a really big moment. And I know for him to be able to do it here in Southern California really means a lot to him. So uh, really a terrific tournament. He's done a great job. What stood out to you, Chanda? Yeah, I think just the confidence that we're seeing in Fritz. You know, he's not second-guessing himself. When the match is at hand, when big games are there, um, you know, for the taking, everybody misses a little bit, gets a little nervous, but he's hitting through those moments so beautifully. And for me, it's been a, a real big I think change, real big improvement, even from, you know, last year getting to the semifinals, that confidence level he has, and he's putting it, you know, to the test when he needs to most. Paul, how is that foot feeling? We saw at the end of the match uh, kind of working out the foot, the ankle. He joined us here, said, you know, we'll see, we'll sleep on it. 
How are we waking up feeling today? Yeah, it seems like it's pretty good. Look, I'm, I'm, uh, he's in good hands. Wolfgang Oswald, his physio, and uh, that's a man who I'd want in my corner if I was hurt. So hopefully he'll be good to go. But guess what, Steve? Hmm. It's finals day. It is finals day. And very day. rarely does anyone feel 100% during a final after a long tournament. So you go out and do what you can. All right. Who will he face? Well, we had the first time ever that we had two Spaniards in the semifinals at Indian Wells. And this was uh, what a matchup. Lived up to all of the hype. The legend, Rafa Nadal, against the future, Carlos Alcaraz. This one had it all, Paul, and you were courtside to witness it. Oh, the beginning was ridiculous. Look at the velocity from Alcaraz. Gets up 2-0, and what does Nadal do? Absolutely nothing, like he always does. Plays the next point, and then the next point, and then the next point. And Rafa fights his way back in, wrestles away the momentum in the first set and just plays a little more solid at the big moments and does a wonderful job here and on set point uses that little short forehand it's starting to get breezy guys and I can tell you sitting by the court in that second set wow that is what it looked like outside the stadium it was ridiculous 50 mile an hour wins Look at the ball moving around. Look at how much it is floating around when these guys are hitting it. Absolutely impossible conditions. Two tremendous competitors that just said, you know what? It's windy for everybody. I'm going to do anything I can to stay in the rally. Rafa backing off serves time and time again. Um, it was just one of those moments that they both had to persevere. It turned into a competitive match. Uh, it turned it into a match of survival. And Alcaraz, the 18-year-old, kept his composure so well through the wind. I was shocked. Look at the lunge volley all over the court, back of the court, up at the net. He is fleet-footed and a wide arsenal, and that gave him the second set. But Rafa Nadal in the third set took a couple deep breaths, got back to doing what he did best, and guys, some unbelievable volleys. Look at the lunge volley there at a huge moment. And once again, finding ways to deal with the power of the 18-year-old was not easy. Look at the beautiful pass. Nadal's resilience and his ability to stay positive and embrace competition is amazing. Watch this cover. Look at that. Self-defense. Again, Alvarez, I'm pretty sure, has jetpacks on the back of his Nikes to get to some of these balls. But it was just amazing. Another guess right here covers the line. One more time. Nadal is amazing, folks. Please realize how good of a volleyer he is. I mean, he is incredible up at the net. And this is the big moment. Break point in the third. And Nadal seals it, gets up and serves it out at 40 love. What a battle. The champion shows us again. But get ready for the 18-year-old, too. Yeah, Rafa into his 53rd Masters final. Battled more than his opponent. I think it was my best match so far in the tournament uh, in terms of level. The, the only thing is when the game, when the wind came, was almost unplayable. But uh, before the wind, I think uh, I played a great, a great match. No, and uh, and then in the third, I play with the. I think a great determination uh, against a very difficult player to play. I think it was a, a close match. Uh, I leave uh, the tournament happy. I left the court uh, happy with the level, with the with my performance. I mean, uh, first time he destroyed me. Now we played third set, so I have more close to to uh, play playing against Rafa. So I'm I'm really happy. 
I take a look at these numbers. Six of 21 on break points for Nadal. Five of 14 the other way. But those net points, Paul talked about it during the highlight. 20 of 30 at the net. Don't sleep on the volleys of Rafael Nadal, one of the best to ever do it. Last time, it was three games that Alcaraz got against Rafa Nadal. This time, Chanda, three sets. So what's the biggest takeaway for the teenager? Well, I think you, you listen to that post-match and his attitude, you know, his understanding of what happened during that match, you know, the positives that he can take away. He said it, the fact that he got destroyed when they played um, the first time on clay uh, last year and the fact that it was three sets uh, here. And he was in the battle. He had several break points in the third set down the stretch. And so there are a lot of positives that he can take away from it. But I love that graphic showing all the stats because the, the times at net for both players, Alcarez prides himself on being an all-court player, coming in, uh, very comfortable volleying. But Rafa Nadal, we say it time and time again, he is one of the best volleyers out there. He made adjustments. He started being more aggressive when he needed to at the net. And it was just impressive on both fronts. But I think the youngster can learn from all of that. Yeah, I mean, look, when you're a young player and you play an all-time great, the question always is, how are you going to make him uncomfortable? And when you watch that match and you watch it unfold, Alcaraz made Rafa set, then reset, then reset again. Rafa was very uncomfortable. When you see an 18-year-old that can play like that and then have the composure that he has after the match and actually knock Rafa's second serve success rate down to 44%, Rafa's usually 57% positive on his second serve uh, execution. That's number one ever on tour. So that tells you how good this kid is from neutral. He's going to be something special for a long time to come. Alcaraz is certainly coming, but Rafa says, not yet. Not yet. Not yet. As he moves into his 53rd Masters 1000 final and will look to tie the record. Right now, Novak Djokovic leads this list. 37 titles at this level. A win today. Rafa will match him. You see Federer there at 28. Murray with 14. Agassi, 17. Sampras with 11. Nadal and Fritz meeting for the second time. I mean, the first match also came in a final. Rafa won in straight sets two years ago in Acapulco. But this, Chanda, is a different Taylor Fritz. It has been. And, you know, we have kind of wondered where he'd be physically after that match yesterday towards the end. Saw him kind of go to the foot and the ankle. But you got to wonder where Rafa Nadal will be as well. Three hours and 12-minute match um, that he played. And with all of the different conditions, the win, that takes even more out of you. So, you know, physically, as, as Paul, you mentioned, at the end of a, a long event, it's never quite 100%. But who will come out a little bit fresher? Who can get off, I think, to the best start? But Fritz has been so impressive in that department, and I think that's going to come into play in a big way uh, in this match, in this final today. Yeah, both guys are nicked up. Rafa had the trainer on the court, as you know, during his match. So, look, it's the end of the tournament. You just do the best you can in the day of the finals. And for Taylor, as for any other young player, just like I just said, how do you make Rafa uncomfortable? Do you embrace the moment and try to use that power game to get him on his heels? It is a tough task. No one solves problems better than Rafa Nadal. We've seen it all week. Look at the different styles of play he's beaten this week. It's been incredible. Evans, the net rusher, huge server in Opelka, Kyrgios, king of everything, because you don't know what he's going to do, and Seb Korda down 5-2 in the third. So Rafa solves problems pretty well, and today Taylor's going to have to figure out a way to get him on a defense. The experience, obviously, for Nadal, 53rd Masters final, first for Fritz, 91 career titles, one for Taylor Fritz, who was born in Southern California, 
One for Taylor Fritz, zero for Rafa Nadal. We'll see how the fans out there, they love Rafa, but perhaps they'll give a little edge to Taylor Fritz. On the women's side, we've got a spectacular final, as well as we take a look at our Tennis Express head-to-head between Iga Sviantec and Maria Sakkari. The Greek star leads it 3-1, but it was the pole earning her first win just three weeks ago in the semifinals of Doha. And Maria knows how much Sviantec has improved over the past 12 months. I really respect her and I, you know, really like her because she's a lovely girl and she's very nice and whatever she has achieved, she really deserves it. So, yeah, but, you know, I, on the other hand, I just have um, full faith and a lot of confidence on my game and on myself right now. Let's take a look at how both players have gotten to this point. Sakari came in winning 76% of her service games. She has won 85% here, Chanda, as she has only faced a three-setter once. That was in the semifinals against Paula Badosa. That was the real big test for Maria Sakari, and she came through beautifully. I've been impressed with how well she has been playing under pressure, closing out matches. That's always been a little difficult for her at times, but we saw a bit of it in that quarterfinal match against Elena Rybakina, where it was two tough sets, but once she got that first set tucked away. It was a real advantage for her, and that's been the case all tournament long. And for Sviantec, I mean, she comes in, she's won 10 matches in a row, leads the WTA, 19 wins overall, but the first three rounds had to come back from a set down. That's been a very difficult, a very different and difficult road for Iga Sviantec because of those first few rounds against really tough, big-hitting players, and Kalinina and Clara Tawson got through against Kerber. That was a battle. Kerber playing some resurgent tests. And the last two rounds against Keys, very one-sided. But then Halep, Iga Sviantek really battled in some tough moments there to get through. So both these players playing terrific tennis under pressure. Sakri was 0-6 in slam and master 1,000-level semifinals before this tournament. Sviantek is already a major champion. We saw Sakri in tears after getting past that point, Paul. Who is more ready to seize the moment today? Look, I think both of them are very ready. I think I give a slight advantage to Sviantek. Tech. Um, some of the stuff that I saw uh, in her match against Simona Halep was really impressive, in particular her ability to come forward and volley when she needed to break up the baseline pattern. So I think that could be really valuable today. And I also think it's going to help Sviantek that she, although she's down in their head-to-head, she did just beat her in mm-hmm. Doha recently. So that'll give her a little bit of self-belief. But Sakri has played great. This is going to be a nail-biter, slight edge to Sviantek. Okay. Both yeah. going for that new career high as well. Too, oh, in the exactly. World. I mean, that's the amazing part of it. You think about, you know, the opportunity that is there for both these players. And Sviantek already with the title this year, uh, you know, she's been playing really at that level. But Sakri has just quietly moved herself in position, possibly to be the highest ranked Greek player in history. It is incredible stuff. How will she play with that on the table? Will that cause a few more nerves? Will she be able to play the type of penetrating tennis she's been playing because she's been hitting the ball big? Sakri off the ground. She's been serving bigger than that last time they met in Doha. So it'll be interesting to see kind of where her game is for this final with maybe a few extra nerves. I saw Sakri's coach Tom Hill getting breakfast this morning. He jumped from behind me to, to surprise. His energy is like here <laughs> on, on zero to 10. It's like 12. So if she brings that type of energy, 
It's going to be uh, tough for Sviantec. We'll see what happens later today. There's a new doubles pairing on the WTA. WTA Hologic. We're going to talk to the CEO of the company that has teamed up with the WTA Tour to be the title sponsor. Plus, two trophies already handed out. We'll tell you who's bringing home the doubles hardware. It is DraftKings Championship Sunday, and you've got a chance to win big. And guess who's back? Roger Federer posting a video that has everyone talking. We will show you that. But first... Our team has come through every single match to find the five hottest shots, best points from this event. It is the best of the best. Five through one coming your way. TC Live is brought to you in part by DraftKings. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, and new customers can bet $1 and win $100 if any point is won. Not in a sportsbook state? Download any of the apps and play for thousands every day in DraftKings free-to-play pools. Use code POINT when you sign up. And buy Tennis Express. We deliver tennis right to your front door. Order today, ships today. And Flonase Allergy Relief. Spraying Flonase daily stops your body from overreacting to allergens all season long. Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s-inspired style and cutting-edge performance technology with its sleek mid-cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi-piece upper construction delivers high-energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. Chanda Paul and Steve back on TC Live. The party in tennis paradise comes to an end today, but we are serving up a tasty lineup. The women's final right after TC Live, followed by the men's final and encore coverage all night to relive the glory. Reminder to go to tennis.com to get all the information you'll need to follow the BNP Paribas Open from Indian Wells. Right now, John Burcock has the stat of the day, and we break down both of today's finals. And if that doesn't give you all the feels, here is part two of Maria Sakri on our warm and fuzzy set. Secret talent. I have a very, very good memory, like okay. an extremely good memory. I'll remember your socks and your shoes and what's written on your shoes and everything. Really? In a few years' time. If I see you in a few years, yeah. remember. Will you remember that I have my Eight, six, career oh. prize money winnings on my shoe? Yeah, I will. 11,190. I will. And I'll remember your, of course, your ranking. That's my highest ranking, yeah. 864. I'm going to mark this down, somebody. In five years, I'm going to come to the next tournament you're in, and I'm going to say, do you remember my shoes, okay? Yeah, I will. I can't wait for five years from now. That's something to look forward to. You can see all the warm and fuzzies on TennisChannel.com and the Tennis Channel app. They are spectacular. Lolo Jones doing her thing. Michael Costa as well. As we are leading you up to Sakari taking the court, she'll remember this moment for the rest of her life. So will Iga Sviantek. Looking for her fifth career title. In the last quarter century, only four women have done that before their 21st birthday. Kim Kleisters, the Williams sisters, and Svetlana Kuznetsova. All multi-major winners. Will Sviantek join that group? Back on TC Live, the greatest champions in tennis history share one common trait. 
and undaunted belief. None of them would have reached the pinnacle of our sport without believing they could win. Here's John Wertheim's own twist on what he believes about tennis in today's edition of Unstrung. Starting with Rafa Nadal, the top players often talk about belief. You must have it. It's critical to success. You cannot allow belief to diminish. They usually mean belief as a stand-in for confidence, but let's talk about belief more generally. In Indian Wells, one of the sport's great cathedrals, what better time to bear witness and consider the elements of our faith in tennis? We believe in the tennis soundtrack, the thwack of a well-struck ball, the squeak of shoes on the court, the monotone of the chair umpire. We believe that the smell of napalm in the morning can't compete with the perfume coming from a freshly opened can of tennis balls. We believe in the virtue of the practice court. At most tournaments, it remains tennis's secret hiding in plain sight. They say you learn so much about musicians watching them rehearse. Well, same for athletes. We believe in the two-bounce rule. We all like blistering winners, but there can be just as much beauty and value winning a point on a drop shot. And yes, there's nothing underhanded about the underarm serve. We believe in the rainbow that is the top spin law. We believe in tennis's color schemes, the brown-orange hot dog shades of the Roland Garros clay, the electric green of the Wimbledon grass, the dueling hardcourt blues of the U.S. and Australian Opens, the desert scheme, rust and orange and gold, set off by the green and yellow of the Indian Wells Tennis Garden. We believe in the tennis kit, the annual fashion shows, the sartorial winners, and unforced errors. We believe in tennis names and nicknames. Nole and Coco and Delpo and Mugu, Gasquet, Cornet, FAA. We also believe in the predestiny of tennis names. Anna Smashnova, Katie Volleynets, Tennis Sandgren. What were they if not born to play tennis? Finally, we believe that for all its flaws, this is the best sport going. Well, I believe John Wertheim is a remarkable writer. Well done again. Coming up, the WTA and Hologic have come together to enhance our sport. We find out how that happened, the new partnership, and what plans they have for the future. Mickey Lawler walking into the studio when we come back. Welcome back. We are getting close to the women's championship here at Indian Wells. Iga Sviantek going for her second straight title. And Maria Sakri looking to cap off her best performance at this level. A massive trophy and world number two on the line today. Top of the hour, 4 p.m. Eastern. But before that, we are so happy to welcome in WTA president Mickey Lawler and the CEO of Hologic, Steve McMillan, to TC Live right here. A lot to discuss. But first, what an amazing event, Mickey. How have you enjoyed it so far? Amazing. It's always beautiful to be here. But to be here this year in the month of March is extra special after everything that we've been through. So very happy. Absolutely. It is now the Hologic WTA Tour, Steve. So how did this partnership come together? Sure. It's actually been a fascinating one and pretty quick. But 
Our core passion as a company is to champion women's health globally. And so as we've realized, while the Hologic name is great and we're the world leaders in so many things, we realize our name doesn't mean that much. And we were thinking about trying to build some allies and support to do more for women's health. And we came across the WTA. And I will tell you, from the first minute we met, we kind of thought maybe we'd get involved at a small level and just try to, to help support them. When we met Mickey and the team, it was absolutely amazing that if there was ever a sports organization custom-made to fit perfectly with our mission. I mean, what has the WTA been doing for 50 years but championing women's issues? And we just came away and said, wait, we have to think about this on a completely different level. And we've never done this kind of sponsorship at all. So this was a, a big decision for us, but it just felt right from the first minute. First global sponsorship. Pretty awesome stuff. Mickey, what's the reaction you've been getting from players? The reaction has been amazing, actually, and also from the men. They have said congratulations. What a fantastic partnership. Couldn't have asked for a better, a better team of people, a better brand, and a better shared mission. Steve, how do you take the best female athletes in the world and improve their health and wellness? Well, we're offering kind of our DEXA, which is really the, one of the original products that Hologic invented. <clears throat> Excuse me, but it's bone density screening but increasingly also is very good for human performance management. So all the women are going through having their DEXA scans here, and it gives all kinds of great baseline data so that, as we all know, every sport, especially at this level, they're getting higher and higher of all the metrics and what they can be doing to work on to get better and better. So that's kind of a small thing that we think we also bring to the party as well, and it, it has been very exciting to watch the reaction from the athletes. And I, I do have to do a, a shout-out to the players of – for us to get into this and feel the support we've had, not just from the WTA, but from the players, is pretty special and just reinforces our good feelings about being associated with such a great organization. Having this type of backing, Mickey, what, what does that do for the WTA going forward? Well, it's amazing because obviously going through COVID was difficult. Um, we lost a lot of ground. And there were times when, when I thought personally, my God, we're celebrating our 50th anniversary next year. Yet how much ground are we going to have to make up from what we lost since 2019? And that is why Steve and his incredible team at Hologic were angels from heaven because they really enabled us to get back to to pre-COVID levels and, and then to really focus and work together on making a, an even bigger impact than, uh, than we do off the court. And so um, it's, it's repositioned us completely. That's fantastic. Uh, Steve, I, I know your company also has a, has a deal with Mary J. Blige. So now, now you're with the WTA. Some great partnerships there. Uh, what's the reaction you've heard from people, this now being your first global sponsorship all over the world? So your logo is being seen everywhere. Yeah, it's actually been fascinating, even just from our employees around the world who wake up every day, you know, wanting to make a big a big deal of what we're doing. It's It's been exciting. And, you know, clearly the Mary J. Blige thing and the Super Bowl ad came out of the fact that we've had a relationship with Mary J. She rang the, the opening bell of the stock exchange with us last year. And I think 
where I'm really lucky and for you to say angels from heaven, obviously that's about the team because never heard that a phrase with me and it. it's clearly about our team. But I think the magic of Hologic is because of what we're doing, we watched Mary J got much more excited and connected to us. Mm. And I think it's what we have felt from the WTA team and even the players that, you know, it's not just somebody writing a check for something because we're fighting for women's health. It just creates this extra bond. And I think our team is just so incredibly excited. And it is the Super Bowl is great, but it's a U.S. event. And part of our vision and our communications team came to me and said, we, we really need to think about how we do this on a year-round basis, you know, and now, you know, much more than year-round, on a long-term basis, globally. And that's what led us again to the WTA. It's just a perfect fit. Yeah, it is a perfect fit. Uh, speaking of magical, how about today's final? Maria Sakri, Iga Fiantek, Mickey, uh, what do you think of this match? Amazing. Amazing for both of them. Uh, Maria, obviously, we, we talked about this with Lindsay a few minutes ago. Um, I hope Maria breaks through her, you know, it's, it's, it's very hard to win and it's very hard to lose, but the pressure's on and, uh, and I hope Maria does very well. Iga is has done it so she has a little bit of of an advantage but both of them are incredible athletes they're incredible human beings so it's a win-win for for the sport and we wish them both incredibly good luck yeah both great ambassadors for yes. the wta Steve, what are you what are you looking forward to today? What, who's going to win this match? Uh, I, that's out of my pay grade, so <laughs> just looking now forward. That, to now great, that it's a whole logic WTA so tour, you got to make predictions. Just great, <laughs> great competition. I think somebody's going to win. Somebody will uh, win today. Uh, we are looking forward to it, Steve. Thank you so much, Mickey, thank as well you, for joining Steve. us thank today you. and uh, support of women and, and the WTA. It's fantastic. Thank you, Steve, Thanks for having so us. Thanks so much. All right, we are leading up to the top of the hour. That big match, Steve. I could not get him to make a pick here. Iga Sviantek, Maria Sakri. As Mickey said, Maria looking to win her first WTA 1000 title. Iga has done that. She's won a major. And it is coming up momentarily right here on Tennis Channel. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Anna Cohn Rubin Weissman back with you on TC Live. It is Championship Sunday in Tennis Paradise, and you couldn't have handpicked four better players to line up today. Sviantek and Sakri going at it first, top of the hour, followed not before 6 o'clock Eastern. It is Raf Nadal going for another title, and Taylor Fritz trying to bring it home in the desert. Very close to where he grew up. Looking forward to this. We handed out some trophies yesterday on the doubles court. Ifan Shu, Jose Young playing Asia Muhammad and Anna Shibahara. And Muhammad and Shibahara went up 5-2 in the first, Chanda. Uh, then what happened? 
Uh, things completely changed. A few mistakes, a few misses, but Zhu and, and Young, they were so impressive. The way they stayed together, kept the confidence and the belief up, able to turn things around, won the last five games of that first set, and they were off and running. But the second set continued to be just as competitive, and some nice moves up at the net by Zhu and they were just so impressive, the way they complemented each other, the Chinese pair, and under pressure, they come up, came up with some big shots when they needed the most. Nice anticipation to get the championship point, and what a moment for them. You could see the joy, how hard they had worked, and to hold up a trophy, nothing better. First title together as a team. I don't think they were allowed to lift it, but it, it was very special. Uh, Asia Muhammad, that streak of 27 straight wins coming to an end. It was four years ago that John Isner and Jack Sock took down the Bryan brothers to win their first title at Indian Wells. First All-American final since 1981. It was the second Masters title for Team Sisner. And then Tommy House got the former champs a wild card this year. And they took out the top seed. They took out the current Aussie Open champs. They took out everyone on their way to the final against Santiago Gonzalez and Edward Roger Vassal and Paul. This was old school doubles from Gonzalez and Roger Vesselin trying to control the net, but the power of Sock and Isner was spectacular. That first set tiebreak sent them on their way. Jack Sock had to fight back from 1543 times on his service game. Somehow got through that. Of course, John Isner doesn't struggle too much to hold serve, but they found ways after winning that first set to keep the pressure on Gonzalez and Roger Vesselin, and what a terrific win for these two. An absolute nightmare to play Sock and Isner doubles guys if, if they play doubles on a consistent basis uh, they, they probably would win every single major I mean it just everything they have is really good they are now 26 and 8 as a pair they don't play all the time 26 and 8 third Masters 1000 title Chanda no, it was a lot of fun just to watch them on court their enjoyment of being out there and they're also good friends you could that really came through but then you talk about what Paul just mentioned the how tough it is to play against them with how big they serve sock one of the best you know big hitters of the forehand Isner backing him up and they move so well at the net and that's something that you don't see in a lot of the teams today it's fun to watch them it wasn't just about serving uh, and they came up with some terrific stuff stuff over the course of this tournament that combines so well and Jack you know Jack's so interesting when you watch him play doubles it's so natural for him to do so many things well big serve big forehand good feel volleys and you see the fun and joy that he has out there I want that to start to translate consistently to the single score because we know how good he can be we want him to get back up there because he's so much fun to watch but for the doubles those guys were awesome this whole tournament we'll see both of them in Miami uh, John has won there Jack got a wild card into Miami singles this year and if Taylor Fritz wins today it would only be the third time that Americans sweep singles and doubles here at Indian Wells. Good Should know, be some good Steve. stuff. Speaking of Taylor Fritz, let's break down this final. It is our DraftKings match preview between Taylor Fritz and Rafael Nadal right now. Rafa, the pretty heavy favorite coming into this one. So you put your money on Taylor Fritz, $100 could get you $265. Chan, I, I know you're learning. I'm learning. I'm, I'm starting to slowly get it, Steve. You got to keep just beating me over the head. <laughs> I like how you break it down. All right. So, uh, you know, underdog. But, Paul, uh, there's certainly a big opportunity for Taylor Fritz. DraftKings Sportsbook Tennis Channel match. Incredible. That's just big hitting there. Oh, wow. that's an amazing point. Oh, my goodness. Mark that down for best of the best.
Guys, this is the slowest ace ever recorded on the professional tour. Look at the trajectory and arc on this serve. Bounces and then bounces back into the net. 26 miles per hour. Oh, that is sensational. That is just outstanding stuff. bounces back over. That's the dream backspin drop shot. That's the Benoit pair shot. No, that was a insane play by Carbias. Oh, he's won another. Come on. This is getting crazy. <laughs> Alcaraz can't believe his eyes. No way! What an unbelievable point. Wow, that was amazing. Uh, big props to Craig Swanson, Brett Danzer, coming through all those matches to give us the best of the best. We thought yesterday 10 through 6 was good. Uh, this was better. Speaking of better, this video that Roger Federer put out, and, and even, listen, he puts out a little video. He's got, like, the perfect lighting with the sun coming through, the rays. What do you make of these forehands, Paul? I like the silhouette look, right? Yeah. The silhouette <laughs> it's look so is, cool. Yeah, and... Uh, <laughs> That forehand motion looks pretty solid to me. Obviously, just testing it out in a controlled environment, but uh, pretty sure he's not going to forget how to play. Mm. We'll just see what level he can get to. Uh, U.S. <laughs> Davis Cup Marty. captain Come Marty, on, Marty Fish. Come on, Marty. Don't be a party pooper. <laughs> Bend your knees. Yeah. <laughs> Where are you? Your I, basement? I, you know, this is this is real bold by Marty, and I can respect that. He's, he's, <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's putting it out there. He's now got his coaching hat on. Marty. I can get with it. I like the little dust mites, though. It makes it look real raw and gritty. Yeah. I mean, everything Roger does is so cool, even when he films himself hitting forehand <laughs> in his basement, apparently. Uh, it is a big day here at Tennis Channel because it is Paul Anikos' birthday. Yes. Happy birthday, Paul. Yes, I've been waiting Take a look. For. Look at that mop. <laughs> look at these mop, photos. Man. Look at these photos. Come the gold on, chain. Guys. Amazing. I, I Come live on, for guys. These kinds really? of photos. I really do. Look at that. What a stud. Wow, I used to have hair. See, proof. <laughs> proof. And, and Match hops. point. And hops. Vienna. Huh? <laughs> look at that. And there, we're not going to say what was in that drink I know, there. Uh, that doesn't quite look like Apple an electrolyte. <laughs> Only one chain, not two chains. No eagle. Only one chain. Uh, look at that. I love it. All right, Jess, come on in. We, we've got we've got some treats Yay! for Paul. See, we've Yay! got the donut. Paul loves this his donuts. Thank you, and a hat for you to put on. <laughs> That's the Krispy Kreme hat <laughs> for you, the birthday you are boy. The star Did, today, do I Paul. get a, Is there a sponsorship deal, boss? <laughs> Here comes my bossy now. Oh, we got a cake oh, too. Wow. Ken oh, Solomon in the house. Wow, we got a cake and do we got donuts and do we I got a hat. Bowl of soup and with wine, this hat? Steve. Oh, and wine. Look at that. I saw Justin Isosceles. That's good stuff. Look at Can we that. open that now, See? Ken? Now, this is the kind of respect I've been demanding for years. Thank you, boss. That is Happy fantastic. birthday from everyone at Tennis Channel. Thank you, boss. It's, We're a, to have it's a pleasure every How day to be here, is. especially days where I get donuts and cake.
Are you going to eat them all? That's I'm going to eat all these. Share? In the commercial break, this Please open that disappeared. bottle. Kenton, Kenton, Thank open you, the everybody. Bottle. Happy 39th birthday to Love Paul Love my Anacone. tennis channel family. Chanda's Thank you, gonna, guys. Ch- Chanda's going to go uh, call the next match. You're courtside well, for this final. i got to leave the cake and donuts? You gotta, no. Well, we'll bring you a piece. We'll bring you a piece on the court. I'm we, eating all of it. Welcome back from Indian Wells. It's the second leg of the Sunshine Double Tennis Channel once again bringing you complete live coverage of the Miami Open from the first round through the finals. Don't miss any of the star-studded ATP and WTA action from South Florida. It all begins Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern. Over $8 million on the line. Big event. Ash Barty won't be there, so a new champion will be crowned on the women's side. Our matches today as we look to crown a couple of champions while Paul finishes off another glazed donut. Just one, just one. Iga Sviantek and Maria Sakari meeting for the big title. These two, the most match wins on the WTA this year. 19 for Iga, 16 for Maria. And then we got the big match between Nadal and Fritz. They're, they're in the golf cart, Paul. Who's going to get there first? Those guys to the court or Chanda to the booth? I'm the going court. with Chanda. Chanda's going to the Chanda's court. Chanda's got wheels. Yeah, La- Lindsay's in the booth yes. with Jason. Chanda's got, did she put on her running shoes to go down the stairs, Chanda? Uh, I think her shoes are ready for either either cause. Did I give her, she hopefully she had a donut She for the did road. have a donut. All she right. got a little bit of sugar. Look, she's ready. Sakri's ready to go. I mean, she's smiling, wow, waving. that's awesome. Iga right now, very, very focused, straight ahead as they make their way inside the bowels of the stadium as they walk out onto Stadium One. Paul, his donuts, his wine, his cake. Donuts and wine. So the the hat has come off. Uh, But give me your prediction here for Sviantek and Sakri, what what both players need to do. I think this is going to be an absolute battle. Uh, I think if Iga Sviantek can find her way forward like she did against Halep at big moments, that's kind of the X factor that can get her across the finish line. If it just stays lateral, just from the back of the court, I give Sakari a little bit of an edge, but it is such a narrow margin. I can't wait to see who manages the situation the best, right? Finals, this is going to be a huge moment. The last match that they played just three weeks ago in Doha, how, how is that in their minds heading into this one? I, I think it's a great thing for Sviantek because she hadn't beaten her yet, and it was on a hard court a little quicker than it is here, but similar because it's a hard court, and I think similar kind of point structures in her mind. So I think Sviantek will have a good feeling from that, but since Sakari has won three other times, it's not like she doesn't know she can still beat her. So I think this is going to be who managed Championship Sunday the best. Who needs to start faster? I think Sakri has to start faster. I think Sviantek is a little bit more resilient in terms of staying optimistic. So I think if there's a little adversity, Sviantek will deal with it better early. Whereas I, I fear a little bit that Sakri maybe could linger in a little bit of negativity if she doesn't get off to a good start. All right. Paul will be on court side, the sidelines for the men's final between Rafa Nadal and Taylor Fritz. Good luck on many levels for the broadcast and for Taylor. And for finishing the cake. And for finishing the cake and all of the donuts. Happy birthday once again to our main man, Paul Anacone, as Maria Sakri walking out onto the court right now, looking to get to number two in the world, get some flowers. All of their previous encounters have been settled in straight sets. The Greek flag in attendance, and there is the Polish star. She's a Grand Slam champion. She won Roland Garros in 2020 from Poland. Iga Sviantek. The atmosphere 
the fans, we are fired up for the women's championship. It'll be Jason Goodall, Hall of Famer Lindsey Davenport, and Chanda Rubin courtside. For Paul Anacone and our entire team, producer Mark Huska, director Chris Castro, thanks for joining us the past 12 days here on TC Live. Enjoy Championship Sunday.